0: I'm Dr. Molly Ness, host of the End Book Deserts podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Appropriate Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to Kindergarten Kiosk. I'm Lindsay.
1: And I'm Kathy. And I'd like to introduce you to our special guest tonight, Dr. Scott Crane, who is a.k.a. my husband.
0: Who came from the far away in the same house (laughs) to podcast with you tonight.
2: Hello.
1: (laughs) Dr. Crane, Scott, has 41 years of experience, and he has been, besides a teacher, he has been a building level and district level administrator. And so tonight, we'd like to gain some of his expertise, knowledge to help us out in the classroom in regards to evaluation.
0: Because evaluation is our favorite part of teaching.
1: Oh my, I wanted to call in sick when I had my first evaluation.
2: <laughs> Me too. When I had to do my first evaluation, it made me really sick. When I did my last evaluation, it made me sicker. Oh, and by the way, Lindsay is my daughter. Yeah. So I'm I'm right here between my wife and my daughter, and I've been told that I have to say things correctly. Speak into the mic. Don't rattle the papers. Speak clearly. (laughs)
0: Yes. Thank you for listening.
1: We appreciate your... All right. So let's get going because um, I know... Because we
0: don't want to waste our time with this valuable talent. (laughs) Yes, exactly. He charges Please don't waste
2: (laughs) my valuable talent.
0: He charges per the minute. So... So if you're like me and you
1: want to call in sick every time it's your evaluation, then hopefully we'll give you some hints and tips on what administrators are looking for.
0: Because we have an administrator here to tell us what he looked for when he was evaluating. All right, Dad, what, what are principals looking for when they are coming in to evaluate you?
2: Well, they look for a lot of things. Uh, number one is that, like you are as a teacher, they have guidelines and policies and procedures which they have to follow when they evaluate you. So a lot of times it depends on the type of evaluation you're having, whether it's formative or summative. If you're familiar with those words formative, it's just a progress report. Summative is like the end report card. But the evaluation rubric and the policies of the district board and then the requirements of an evaluation will determine what you should be working towards. So it's very important that you understand those. How Basically, you need to understand how the evaluation works before you can even start with anything else.
0: The first evaluations that I did were very... I don't remember getting any specific direction about what was going to be looked for or a rubric or anything like that. But uh, when I came back to teaching, it was very different because there was a big old rubric and I knew exactly which parts of the rubric I was going to be evaluated on each time. And that actually made it less stressful to get evaluated because I knew exactly which pieces of, exactly which pieces of the rubric they were going to look for. I could make sure I was teaching a lesson that day that hit all the points. So I think having a rubric is really kind of comforting because you know what you're doing. I would even write my lesson plan beforehand and I emailed it to the evaluator and said, here's my lesson plan you will be watching tomorrow. Note parts A, B, and C which meet the parts of the rubric you are watching. They are right here. You can watch for them tomorrow (laughs) just to make sure they knew that I knew what was on the rubric. Well, that's Can I tell an embarrassing story?
2: Sure, go ahead. Not about me, though.
0: <laughs> Not about you, no. One of my very first evaluations before the district adopted a rubric, I invited the evaluator in to watch me teach a small group reading lesson. And since there were no clear guidelines and I didn't know exactly what the expectations were, because I was very new too, I don't think the evaluator knew exactly what they were watching, because they came in. And they stood next to me while I'm giving my small group lesson to five kids. And they watched me for about five minutes. And then they turn around and look at all the other kids who are doing small group work. And they say, hey, kids, you need to stop messing around and listen to your teacher. She's giving you a lesson. And They all stopped and they looked with shock at this person like what are you talking about? And I said, it's okay, kids. Go ahead and go back to work. And I turned to the evaluator. I said, they're actually doing what they're supposed to. I'm teaching this small group of students right now. So everyone else is doing independent work and they're actually doing what they're supposed to be doing. And the evaluator was like, oh, okay.
2: (laughs) Well, that's that's a really good point, Lindsay, because uh, as an evaluator, uh, you're coming in, and there's lo- there's lots of different ways people evaluate. Some districts required clinical rounds, and that's when a group of administrators and other teachers and uh, whoever staff they have that does evaluations come through. There's a group. They all evaluate you. Then they go away and put their thoughts together, and then they meet with you as a teacher and talk about that. Then there's where one administrator comes in, and some administrators come in, and they'll take notes on a computer or some will actually script the whole lesson. Now I wasn't a fan of scripting because while you were writing everything that happened in the class and everything the teacher said, you missed about half of the things that were going on in the Hmm. class. So the teacher needs to know which mode or which method is going to be happening in their class. And the more information they can give to their administrator, the more they will be able to do their job. And when we get, I want to talk about how you prepare for an evaluation but you have to make sure you understand the policies. And I'm going to give you an example. When I became an administrator, very first year as an administrator, I took the administrative policy procedure manual home and I basically memorized it because I was so worried that I wouldn't do it right. And I also memorized the teacher's rights concerning meeting with you uh, with an administrator about the evaluation. And then I started evaluating and I was so surprised that and and we used the Madeline Hunter Hunter method so I was surprised that the teachers didn't know the procedure. And so when I would talk to them in my office and I would say well I I I need you to give me your lesson plans we're gonna have a pre-meeting talk about them so I know what's going on in your class. They kinda gave me a funny look and really didn't know how to respond to that when I would bring them back in and we'd go over the notes and I would talk to them about, you know, you have a right to have somebody here or if you don't uh, agree with what I'm saying, hey, you can write a rebuttal to it. And they all kind of looked at me like I was some alien that had landed in the middle school all of a sudden and was speaking gibberish. And, And the point I'm trying to make is they should have known... The rights and privileges and policies and procedures of the evaluation better than I did, because that's their right. So just like you, where the administrator came in and didn't know that you were doing a group work, small group project, and the other kids were working at centers, and so he didn't know how to respond to that. Mm-hmm. So that's extremely important.
0: I was just thinking back towards my experience when I was first teaching before the evaluation was made more explicit by the district that I was working for and I think when you're a newer teacher um, you are so overwhelmed with so many new policies and procedures and and the ways things are done that uh, sometimes it is kind of hard to know what the expectation is for you so I think you've given people good information that maybe the first step in evaluation is just educate yourself on what your districts policies and procedures and evaluation method are and your rights and if the district doesn't come out and give you that information then I think it's good for people to feel empowered and go to their administrator and say before I get evaluated can you point me in the direction of what method are you using you know was that is that
2: yeah that's exactly right I mean Uh, For example, do they require uh, daily objectives? Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you have a main objective? Do you have uh, supplemental objectives? And how do you communicate those to the student? If the evaluation says you'll have objectives and they'll be on the board written clearly, and you don't know that and you just start out and expect the administrator to pick up on your objectives, he's gonna write down uh, I didn't see objectives on the board. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying is an excellent way Of finding out what's required and it's also building a bridge between you and your administrator so that evaluation will become a cooperative experience and not a negative experience.
0: Would you say that uh, that makes it more positive for the administrator too to have the evaluation to look at evaluations more of a cooperative team effort and uh, you know I don't think any administrator goes into an evaluation wanting to see you know tear their teacher down you know because they're the team leader.
2: Teachers need to understand that administrators are very busy people they uh, just don't do evaluations have a lot of things on their plate and quite frankly I've never met an administrator yet that loves to do evaluations. It's just not uh, fun because it's kind of set up to be a negative experience. So the more the teacher can become involved in the preparation towards the evaluation, understand it more, and try to communicate with the administrator that they want that administrator to understand what they're doing, then... uh, then it's, uh, it's going to be a positive experience. I'll give you an example uh, with Kathy. Kathy taught kindergarten. I was a middle school and high school teacher, and there's a big difference with how you teach kindergarten kids and how you teach high school kids. <laughs> and high school kids usually are in rows. They're usually doing some type of paperwork. There's a lot of lecture. There's a lot of testing. And there's not a lot of uh, what I would call group work there is some but not like in a kindergarten center so when I would go in uh, to Kathy's class and I would see these kids at all these centers talking having fun playing games and uh, to me look like boy what where's the uh, discipline in this room
0: did you stop the class and say hey kids
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. no I didn't I was smart enough and been married long enough that <laughs> I took my wife aside and I said, what's going on? Because <laughs> I didn't understand what was going on. And and so you got to be cognizant that your administrator might not know that. Uh, the more information you can give them on your differentiation of activities, your modalities, what kind of presentation you're doing, uh, what type of group work you're doing, the better he will be able or she will be able to uh understand the lesson and give you a, a better evaluation that hopefully is helpful to you and helps you grow in your instructional abilities.
1: So how do you prepare for an evaluation? If How would you suggest a teacher prepares for an evaluation?
2: Okay, well, the worst thing to do is to prepare the night before. <laughs> the administrator, I, I don't know any system where... Uh, where official evaluations, they don't have to say, I'm coming in on a certain date. But you gotta start before that. Classrooms are built on classroom environments, routine structure that cause student engagement and create a classroom community. Harry Wong, his whole book on how to teach and everything he talked about uh, and made lots of money being an expert on classroom teaching It was all routines. It was all, how do you do this? How do you do this? So kids walk in the classroom. And so if you haven't started at the beginning of the year and taught children what your classroom routines and structures are, and if you haven't created a good environment where there's a free flow of information, but there's also discipline and ways children can interact, then you can't. All of a sudden have that happen the next day uh, I used to laugh at teachers because teachers don't understand I didn't mean to make fun of them
0: you're laughing at teachers no
2: I was let's <laughs> yeah. say I was I was well not shocked as much as chagrined because <laughs> kids would tell me about what their teachers do and so I would go into a, a class to evaluate and uh, you know, and then i talked to the kids out in the hall or something. I said, well, how did the lesson go today? And they said, well, that's not really what we do every day, Dr. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what do you mean? I said, well, our teacher said you were coming in tomorrow, and we were supposed to do this and this and this and this, or she was going to get, or he was going to get in trouble. And so, <laughs> you know, you got to start with those basic environmental things before, you uh, before you even get to the evaluation. It's almost so, as important as knowing the evaluation process is the creation of that classroom environment structure that is conducive to work. For example, again, on uh, on the, the classroom that uh, Kathy taught with centers, uh, once I knew what centers were and that kids could mingle interact on the centers and then I'd be sitting there and all of a sudden a little tinkle sound would happen and they'd all move to another center and these are kindergarten kids.
0: You shouldn't use the word that a little tinkle sound would happen oh, when you're sorry. talking about kids. Really.
2: There was a sound made that indicated that it was time to change centers and they would just get up and go to the next center and get their, the materials out and start working without any direction or instruction. I couldn't even get high school kids to do that, (laughs) but here are these little kindergarten kids already knowing the routines of the class. So it's got to happen a long time before the administrator walks in the class. So
0: I I have a question. You go first, Mom. I'll remember I think question. the best judge of seeing
1: if you have solid routines going on in your classroom is if you go out to lunch between morning and afternoon <laughs> session and you if get you stuck have- by a train... And you're 15 minutes late back to class and you walk in your classroom and the kids have started centers and they're doing it all by themselves. And I walked in and they didn't even notice that I had just come in. (laughs) So I just went over to my desk and watched them for a while. And um, even though I was 15 minutes late and pretty mortified, I decided that that was really a good barometer of knowing that my kids knew the schedule and the system and the routine.
0: So here's here's my question, Dad, is I am thinking back on when I was like a first year, or second year, third year teacher. I think one of the hardest things to learn and put into practice is getting those classroom routines set up and working nicely. I, I think it's it's just really hard. And so what would your advice be if someone's a new teacher It's evaluation time, and they haven't quite figured out. I don't know how to phrase this question in a way that doesn't just sound like people are being bad teachers, but I'm thinking back back on my first years, and it was hard to learn how to get the routines down, and I don't think I had it the first couple years. So if you're thinking of an evaluation as, as your evaluation as a partnership between you and your administrator, do you have any advice for somebody who's a new teacher, it's their first evaluation time and they don't feel like they've really got those routines down strong yet of how to approach that?
2: Well I think it goes back to that you have to have a trusting relationship with your administrator. It takes it takes a few years to understand how kids react to different types of stimuli. So. It's not surprising that in your case, it took a few years to get your routines down. The same was with Kathy. It takes a while to get a, get children to be able to do that. And so you tell your administrator. You know, when you're having your pre-conference, you say, you know, I've been working on my routines. And, you know, some days it goes well, some days I don't. So when you come in, why don't you give me some hints? Or do you know a teacher that I could go sit down with and talk about how they do their routines. But you got to give yourself a break because it takes a while to to learn those things. I would always tell my first and second year teachers that this is learning. It's learning a process for them and for me, and if they need help, I'm there to help them. Uh, I did never expect them to be the best teacher on the first day. Now, I had a few that were the best teacher on the first day, and they lasted a long time, and they're still my good friends. I had a science teacher in the middle school where I was a principal, and he was just good. He knew what he was doing. Uh, But most people, it takes a while, it takes struggles, and and it's hard, but don't beat up on yourself because uh, you're going to get it sooner or later. It'll just work out.
1: So is there anything else that you could suggest to prepare for an evaluation besides set your procedures in your classroom? Uh,
2: I think one of the most important things is what Lindsay talked about is is talking to your administrator because uh, they need to know that when they come in that it might be a noisy activity and if they're a person that thinks that you can't have a little noise to go along with learning... Then you're going to have to let them know that that's what's going to happen, uh, right? You can deep- send
0: them the research beforehand. That noise is okay.
2: <laughs> well, I would wait. I would wait until after, Lindsay. You would do the
0: afterwards. Yeah,
2: because then you're kind of being in. I I want to teach you how to be a, uh, an administrator instead of hey, this is why I'm doing things, which comes better after. And, you know, that's how you deal with criticism that I think we need to talk about. But write detailed lesson plans. And when you are with the administrator, go over those plans so they know exactly what you're doing. And like I said, know the process, know what you're dealing with. So, uh, and that evaluation, preparation starts day one.
0: Well, I think that's good advice to, because... I don't mind getting critical feedback. It's helpful to get, make you be a better teacher. But I do my. But it's not helpful if the feedback doesn't come from a place of understanding. Does that make sense? Like, if if my administrator has a lesson plan at the beginning, and I've I've explained to them my vision for the lesson, what I'm trying to accomplish, what I want the kids to do, and they come in and see the lesson and they know what I wanted, then I feel like I'm going to get better feedback because then we're on the same page. If I hadn't explained at the beginning, this is what I want, then my feedback could be all over the place. Does, does that That's make right. sense? That's
2: right. That's correct. I mean, what I always, another thing that was kind of comical is I would uh, go into a person's classroom and I, I, I went in a lot. Okay, I didn't just go in on the day I was supposed to evaluate. I'd drop in. I had a little schedule that I could meet, be in every classroom uh, in a month for 15 minutes. And I'd just go drop in and, and be there. I wanted the teacher to feel so comfortable that when I walked in the classroom, they just went on. They didn't care if I was there. I was just part of it. Uh, I don't and, know.
0: I never got used to my administrator dropping in when I was singing and doing silly things. Well, <laughs> Why do they always walk in when I'm singing a stupid song?
2: Well, I used when I taught Spanish at the high school, <laughs> I had a tradition at Christmas that I taught the kids how to sing Feliz Navidad in Spanish. And that just was the day that the principal decided to come and evaluate. So he's in there and I'm teaching him how to sing Feliz Navidad because it helps. It really helps with uh, pronouncing words in Spanish correctly, and, and getting that that right, and so we're singing along, and he walks in. I just kept singing, okay, <laughs> and the kids kept singing, and he went to the back, and 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 you know I'd say, hey, uh, Mister So and So, join in with us while we're singing this song, <laughs> and and you know, he was there for about ten minutes. He walked out with the biggest smile on his face. He had fun. You know? <laughs> So, you know, that's, that's a thing. Don't create something special. Don't go, uh, and you're doing your regular curriculum and all of a sudden the administrator's coming in. So you're going to put on the, the show of your life. That's the <laughs> worst mistake you can make. Have a normal lesson, do your routines normal. And, uh, I, <laughs> I had an English teacher once that tried to do that. And, and they came down and they told me this is going to be such a fun lesson. It's going to be so cool. It's so interactive. So I went up and sat there, and it was very. Uh, how should I say this? It wasn't. Any, it was boring. <laughs> it wasn't any good. Okay, <laughs> but it was a special lesson that I was supposed to come see. So just teach your normal class that you were going to do that day. And, you know, if, if you, I hope that every uh, teacher that's listening tries to dress up, look nice, look professional. Just do that as a normal habit for yourself. And then it doesn't become a specialized day where you have to be a different person. Uh, you can be your own person. Uh, well,
0: I, I was just thinking as you were saying that, that, you know, you don't have to put on a special lesson because there's something special about the lessons that you do already there's every teacher that i've ever worked with from you know brand new teachers to teachers who taught for a long time there was something special about them that i wanted to learn from them because they did it so well i worked with teachers who were amazing at teaching writing and their kids came out writing beautiful sentences and i've had i've known teachers who were taught the coolest reading lessons and I so you know you don't have to make something unusual because there's already something special about you so just show that off
2: yeah I uh you know it's it's kind of like preparing for a test some people like your mother cram the night before because she has a photographic memory (laughs) cause <laughs> a photographic memory so she she would cram the night before and go quit, take the test and ace it but then there's other people that can't do that they can't remember it and so they do it in a process and that process you know is individualized for each one of them so don't cram for an evaluation prepare for an evaluation by you're, by you, the way you act each day. Uh, when I was in college, I had a real difficult class. It was zoology, and I was just really scared of it, but I needed to pass it. And so uh, luckily, the instructor had a his notebook, and we took notes in it, and every day I would go and sit down after the class and I would review my notes, I'd try to memorize the day's lesson, and then it was a two, I had it, I think, two times a week, and then the next, the next uh, time that week, I'd write the next notes, and then I'd go back to the first day's notes, review those, and the second day's notes. And I did that the whole, the whole semester, and it was the first time in my career as a student that when the final exam came, I just went and did my same process of re- reviewing all my stuff, And walked in and just, I had fun taking the test because I knew what was going to be there. I knew what he wanted on the question. So I don't know if that resonates with people, but that's the way an evaluation meeting is. You should be so prepared because of the work you've done weeks before that you're comfortable with it as much as you can be when somebody's evaluating you, Uh, but it's not a cram or make it or break it that won't work
0: dear listeners i want you all to know that i am my father
2: (laughs) (laughs) well you better be In
0: in this scenario i am you
2: well and you know one of the things that really you have you have to have thick skin because the administrator part of that process is to find things that you don't do well or you could improve upon because they want you to be the best teacher you are. So you're going to get criticized. Some administrators do it in a nice way. Some are good about it. Some aren't. They just tell you, you know, that you got to do better at this and so on. Uh, That's not the way I work, okay? But you have to understand that The criticism is going to be about how you can improve, and you need to take that criticism and turn it into a personal learning experience and kind of push it back to the administrator. So, let's say they come in and they say, uh, like you said, Lindsay, that your routines aren't going so well. Well, then you need to work on routines, and you need to go to the administrator and say, hey, is there a teacher that does Uh, routines really well in the building that I could go sit and watch would you make that happen and they they can't say no because (laughs) they told you to do it (laughs) so you go and and you go learn from that teacher then you come back and practice and you practice more and you you get more feedback and then after you're starting feeling a little more comfortable with it you go back to the administrator and you say would you please come in tomorrow I, I want you to look at my routines again and they're going to come in because they have to, because they told you to work on your routines. They might not come in tomorrow, but they, they'll, they'll make a time to come in. And so they'll come in and they'll give you more feedback or they'll be surprised and say, wow, things are going really well. And then you're actually controlling the evaluation. Uh, and one thing I found with teachers and especially teachers at the high school level is I would always get the question of they would say well how can you evaluate me you don't know how to do calculus or you don't know how to do honors science or honors english or you know honors anything and and I would tell them you know I don't know everything about calculus and I don't know everything about honors science but that's not my job that's your job <laughs> my job is to come in and see if you are providing your students with an educational instructional experience that teaches the curriculum. Teachers are in charge of presenting the curriculum. Administrators are in charge of judging how well they're presenting the material. They're not supposed to be experts at every subject. Now at the elementary level I think the principals are better at this than high school and middle school because most of them have been elementary teachers at one level. But a sixth-grade teacher that becomes an administrator is not going to know how to teach kindergarten students as well as the kindergarten teachers. So don't don't get hung up about, uh, you know, I'm smarter than the principal and I know the subject. Well, you probably are. Okay, you win. That's not what they're there for. So don't get hung up on it.
0: You're such an administrator.
2: <laughs> I am an administrator. I'm a superintendent, too. I used to tell the same thing to administrators.
0: All right. It what, their job to be the superintendent. Tell, when are you going to tell your good oh, story? Kathy
2: wants me to tell my best story okay. ever in evaluation.
0: Story time.
2: This was, this was the best evaluation of, I went up to a teacher, and I'm not going to say who it was, I'm not going to tell you what the subject was, but I'm sitting in the class, and I'm starting with my preparation, getting my notes done, and one of the students came in, and he was a good student, and uh, he knew me, he felt comfortable talking to me, and I started doing my things, the teacher started talking, it was a lecture format, and he leans over to him and he says, Mr. Crane, did you bring your no I said, no dose. He said, yeah, because you're going to fall asleep. (laughs) Now, if that's what he thought, then you can imagine what 90% of the teachers thought. It, It reminded me of my senior economics class. I had a teacher who was, I thought he was 100, and I had the class first, thing in the morning and I sat in the first seat and he was monotonous he was dry he even told a joke one time and it took us like five minutes to figure out it was a joke and he was laughing (laughs) But, but anyway I was in the front seat and it was first hour and everybody behind me could lay their head down on the desk and go to sleep and I had to stay awake and it was difficult And I (laughs) (laughs) learned
1: the
0: most boring class I ever had was in college and it was the only class I had at seven AM. And it was the boring one. And it was so hard to stay awake.
2: Well, I have, if this is okay with you ladies, I think I've talked enough, but I do have some recommendations. Is, do you like some recommendations?
0: We, I would love some recommendations, and then I want to ask you a really hard question.
2: Okay, I'm not scared.
0: It's really hard.
2: <laughs> okay, number one is know your district curriculum. If you have things and rubrics and objectives and sub-objectives that you are supposed to teach in your classroom, know them, know them well, and make sure that you put them and go up, get over them in your curriculum. It's like the basal for getting a good evaluation is to know that. Again, be willing to use criticism as improvement. Be confident but teachable. Become a partner with your administrator in the evaluation process. We've talked about invite them in your class. Uh, Help them with the criticism that they've given you, work on it, practice and review and go back with them. And just understand that administrators, uh, they're not out to get teachers. They might seem like when they come in evaluation that they're trying to give you a bad grade or a bad evaluation, but it's too, how do I say this in a classy way? It's too, it's too difficult and takes too much time to be negative in an evaluation. And so if, you're, if you have to do it because a person is not doing well at all, then you do it. But that's not what you want to do. You want to be able to go in, see a good lesson, see a teacher that knows what they're doing, compliment them, and get down out of the room and go down the hall because you've got <laughs> things to do. But they, just like a teacher, have rules and regulations, policies and procedures that they have to do. Uh, and like I said, my, my worry was I, could, I felt like going in one time uh, in the first six weeks, one time, second, third, whatever it was, I couldn't evaluate a teacher properly because I didn't know him well enough and I hadn't seen him teach enough. So I went in a lot and that helped me uh, so I thought I could do a better job. But understand they're just a person also trying to do their job and make them, be, make them become your partner. Be a partner with them in the evaluation process.
0: It's been a really weird and hard year for everybody with COVID, and it's affecting people all over the country and the world in different ways. So I, I guess what I'm trying to think is what can we say to people right now because they're going to be listening to this in the middle of COVID teaching. So do you have any advice for people on how they can, how they can work together with their administrator if they're dealing with something stressful because they're teaching in a format they've never had to teach in before, or if they're worried because their kids aren't at the level that they wanted them to be because of all the stress of this year? Like, do you have any advice on that?
2: Well I'll try. COVID is has been a very difficult situation for teachers. They've been asked to teach their kids normally like they would in class and at the same time teach them online through zoom or some other uh, method and basically they're they're doing the job twice they have to have meetings with kids online where they can't hardly see what they're doing or if they're really doing the homework. Uh, kids are not getting... Uh, they're just not getting the curriculum they need because it. you have to... I truly believe that a, a teacher in front of the classroom teaching students is how they learn. I don't believe you do that with a computer. I'm old. That's okay. But I would hope that we understand that there are certain things during COVID that don't matter as much as other things one is evaluations i don't know how admit how uh, you know District policies districts are, are changing yeah. their evaluation but they need to change it and it needs to be adapted to the type of instruction that's being given and so uh, do I have an answer to that? No. If if I could rule the world and had, I'd just say we're not evaluating people right now because it's unfair, it's incorrect, and uh, you, it's just it's just not the right thing to be concentrating on right now. Now I know you're going to have to get evaluated, so use these things I've said within the context of what you have to do. If you're doing it all online, most of it's going to be. Uh, reviewing your presentations online uh, the process that you're using uh, the things you send out to your children those are the things they are going to be evaluating which is not good in my mind because they're not evaluating teaching they're evaluating your ability to produce documents on a computer Uh, so I I just hope that administrators and districts are understand what teachers have to do to teach and are cognizant of the fact that this is a very stressful time. And they should, be, they should be happy that they have teachers. They should be happy that these folks are working hard and they need to celebrate all the hard work they're doing. And like I said, uh, evaluation would be very low on my priority of what needs to happen within a school district as as long as people are trying to do their job and do the best that they can. So that's that's what I would do.
0: I think that's a good answer.
2: So you know, I teacher just I was a teacher and I tried to carry that into my administration that we're all here to do the best that we can do. And COVID is a terrible thing for a teacher to have to go through. Uh, you know, there are good things about it. I mean, uh, like when we had your children and we were doing homeschool and they were learning how to manipulate a computer and send lessons back and forth. That's, that's kind of cool, and I, th- I think that'll have a place in the future. But it's never going to replace a teacher in front of students, especially young children, hugging them. Impacting their lives, understanding who their parents are, uh, understanding where they come from, the difficulties they're having. So, uh, I just my heart goes out to the, you folks out there trying to do a good job.
0: Thanks, Dad. I think people need to hear that right now. It's a hard time.
2: Yeah, it's a very it's a very difficult time. I I'm glad that. I retired when I did, before COVID started. I'm sad that I'm not there to help, because uh, I think people that have worked in administration, as long as I have, who have their hearts in the right place and understand what teachers need to do, need to stand up for teachers, and make some changes, like we said, in evaluation. I, I think that would be a way to make them feel good and feel happy about what they're doing. But I'm out of the loop. I don't know what they're doing.
1: <laughs> well, now... Well, he's we only have... been out of the loop for six months, though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> only six months.
2: By the way, one of the great helps out there is a company called the SGI that provides data for teachers on students. And in this day and age, without data to help you understand what your children, what their strengths and weaknesses are, you're going to have a very difficult time uh, meeting your curriculum needs. And unfortunately, with testing, that's, that's a big part of it. So uh, if you don't have ESGI, at least find out about it, talk about it, and uh, any way you can get more data to help you create better lessons is better. So Just with in. that... I'm going to turn it over to Kathy to, so with the promo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I love it. And if anybody out there has a used Ford Chevy, 1972. <laughs> I think Dad has Ford. a
1: hidden podcaster inside of him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: now you need to start your own
1: podcaster. Yeah, I know. I think you I should. I think I
2: should start my own <laughs>
1: He's got lots of notes we didn't use today. By the
2: way, upcoming topics that we really need to talk about (laughs) for us is contractual, (laughs) evaluate, contractual (laughs) rights of teachers.
0: I like it.
1: Dad's got all kinds of good ideas.
0: Good, because I think this was fun. We should do more.
1: So it's esgisoftware.com and use the promo code kiosk to get 60-day free trial and save $40. It's great. I've been... Uh,
2: that was... What's that number again, Kathy? <laughs> Can you give us that promo again? What was it? <laughs> Just remember, you invited me. <laughs>
1: okay, it's ESGISoftware.com.
2: Use the... <laughs> Are you saying it's ESGISoftware.com? com? <laughs>
1: promo code kiosk to save $60 or no no. use the promo code kiosk to get 60 day free trial or say and (laughs) save now you
2: can't do it okay just use promo code kiosk k-i-o-s-k for a 60 day free trial of ESGI's Wonderful program! And tell everyone out there you heard it from Kathy and Lindsay on Kindergarten Kios. What do you call this show? <laughs> Podcast. 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 <laughs> Remember promo code K I O S K sixty day free trial E S G I. Thanks, callers. Call.
0: You have a very smooth radio voice. I like it. Oh, brother. All right. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Goodbye.
2: Goodbye, everyone. Adios, amigos. (laughs) Nos vemos otro día, por favor. That's goodbye. Thanks for
1: listening. Thanks for
0: listening. Kindergarten Kiosk is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. A network of podcasts. For educators, by educators, for more information, visit edupodcastnetwork.com. That's edupodcastnetwork.com.
1: Now can I listen to it?